you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Good morning, PTSD peeps. As we move forward, what a, I, I just can't believe, Kevin, I just want to say this. I cannot believe we're in the second, going into the third week of December or something. We're in the, clearly in the second week of December, and it's it's crazy. And, uh, man, this year just flew by. Yeah. I, again, good morning, Doug. Yeah. It, it, I, it just was yesterday that I said, June is starting. Wow. I hope, I hope we can just kind of stay in this month, the rest of the year. And the next thing you know, we're in December and, uh, it's cold, it's snowing where I'm at just flurrying here in Pennsylvania, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's that time of the year for sure. It goes fast. We're going to see some here. I think uh, Monday it's going to be coming through the Carolinas and Hitting us on this side of the state, up in the mountains, up high. I don't know. I won't be here. I'll be on vacation next week, but uh, which will be, uh, I'll be home the week you guys are listening to this. But uh, moving forward, we continue on with the life of Christ and, and and picking these words that affect us and have this effect on us. And, and today's word is friendship and thinking about friendship and how it affects those of us who've been through junk in life, people who've let us down, people who've who, who've done things wrong, uh, and, uh, to us and, you know, people, it, it seems like if we're not, you know, if we're not careful, boy, we can lose trust for an entire generation of people because of a couple knuckleheads. And we've all had those knuckleheads in our lives. We've all had those people who've done us wrong, said bad things about us, lied to our face, lied on email, uh, just perpetually lie. And it, they, they're so bad at it. They even think they're telling the truth. Been there. But you know what? God has a ton of people out there that are great friends. God has people out there. We know from the Bible, right? We know that greater love have no man than this, and a man laid down his life for his friends. So the greatest friendship, the greatest friend you can ever have is that friendship you have with Jesus Christ, the one who saved you, the one who died for you. And, uh, and, and we see over in Proverbs, you know, I, there's so many to choose from, you know, a friend loveth at all times and a brother is born to adversity. Uh, a man that have friends must show himself friendly. So we need to remember that. But there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And can I tell you that friend is Jesus Christ, that that friend is there for you. And you know, Kevin, here's the thing. Here's the thing with so many of us is we, we get hurt that that trauma that causes PTSD, that stress or that terrible thing we've been through. And, and all of a sudden, you know, we're trying to hide from our little dark secrets and those things. And we're trying to keep them in a closet and we're trying to keep them in along the way. Those people we really love and who cared for us are like, you know, Doug's just all messed up, man. I'm just, I'm not going to bother him. You know, people just sell you out. And, uh, but you know what? Those people who call, when the phone stops ringing, those people pick up the phone and call you. Those people who are there uh, when you're down, those people, I mean, that's God. That's doing God's work. And, and friends, don't ever give up those people for the knuckleheads. Don't ever give up those people for the people who've hurt you, the people who've let you down. Uh, they're there. Just think about it. Think who's been the people that have made a difference in my life. And oh boy, they come to your mind. And Kevin, when I think of friends, I think of people who profoundly changed my life. I think of people who are godly. 
I think of people who are loyal. I think of people who, and, and good, bad, indifferent, ugly, were the first ones to call, were there. Uh, I remember when I was lied about, when I was told a letter wasn't going to be sent out, a letter was sent out, where a pastor, someone you trust and believe, is making your wife cry and go through all the junk, and you guys know the deal and all that. In the midst of that, the phone rang. Two or three times, not the hundred people had been calling me the month before, two or three times. And it was things like, hey, we just want to let you know we're 100% behind you. Hey, just, we, we just want to let you know that we know uh, who you are, Brother Doug, and we're standing with you. We look forward to uh, what God's going to do with you. You know, when people lie, I, I had one person call me up and say, you know, it's my prayer that whoever's lying will just die. And I said, well, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the people, Kevin. Those are the people that change you. Yeah. Suffering and affliction brings out the best and the worst in me, brings out the best and worst in other people who are around me. And if you're going through suffering and affliction, understand that for yourself, too, if you don't already get it, that suffering and affliction is going to bubble up things in you. And it's good. It's part of God's plan. But it's going to, as far as the draw, so that it can be scraped off the silver. So like the silversmith that looks into the silver that's boiling and scrapes the dross off, the goal is that he can see his reflection in the pure silver. And it's usually seven seven times of firing that cause the affliction or that cause the dross to be finally uh, gone. And, and when God does that to us, it also in our friends, those around us there, it brings out things in them. And it's a purification of your friend, your panel of friends that are gathered around you. And so, sadly, some of the people you thought were out there as friends gathered around you become enemies gathered around you. And they, they may kind of coalesce into a phalanx of of enemies ready to shoot you i wonder with job doug whether he whether his friends really were friends but you know they really didn't try to destroy him they just they vented on him and and so whether they were true friends you know i've always said they weren't but i've had someone say well they were they were just being knuckle-headed friends but our friendships that are out there the the i think what you were saying doug is so good the the jewels that stand out are those that call you and say you know what you're going through some terrible stuff i heard this about you and almost always when you go through affliction there will be evil reports and good reports and when you go through a an evil report and someone spreading falsehood about you or exaggeration or half truths Thank God for the people that are on the outside that call in and say, hey, what's going on? Tell me what's going on. What's your point of view? And if they're wise, they'll know that, you know what, you're not like Jesus. You're not, you know, it's not like you're faultless, not like you're blameless. It's not like you're sinless. But uh, if if there are lies being told by someone with an agenda, they're the, the friends are the ones who are going to say, hey, I see what they're doing, and they need to stop it, and I'm going to stand by you. And uh, if necessary, punch the guy in the nose. But anyway, um, you know, that's to me, that's a friend. A f the, the other side of it is people that are trying to just get something off you. That's yeah. those people pretend to be friends. You know, they like your popularity. You know, you get a few followers on Facebook. In our case, you're a preacher. They hear you preach. They hear you speak. They see some, you know, some amount of 
respectability and you're a public figure. And they're like, I want to attach myself to you. And I, I call that parasitic friendship. Yeah. It's not really a par. It's not really a friendship. It's parasitic. And as long as they can get something off of you, then they're going to be your friends. But if not, if they can't get something off you, they'd just soon destroy you. So yeah, Doug, I want to be the kind of person that has a symbiotic relationship with, with my friends. In other words, I'm a blessing to them. And, and, and when they're not a blessing to me, that's my cue to be a blessing to them it, on credit, on credit to their character. I'm going to be a blessing to them. And, uh, and guess what? I know that they're going to be a blessing to me. That's why we've got this friendship. Jonathan, and David, great examples. They loved each other as as close close brothers and uh it was based on mutual respect and it, they helped each other encouraged each other and when one had to flee the other one uh had his back so god give us uh you know doug more of that kind of stuff you've been a friend to me and i appreciate it well and you to me as well and i you know listening to you speak and and, and folks if you've got a good friend rem- remember to be friendly show yourself friendly and uh, enjoy them, love them, because they're not everywhere. And when get when time gets hard, some bail. And and Kevin's right; it's a symbiotic thing, man. Friends feed off each other. And bad times. Uh, I mean, I had a friend of mine who used to tell me when I was in the army, "You're the guy I'm going to call if I go to jail." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, <laughs> you know, what, what does that mean about me?" But uh, I get it. You know, the, the person you can just uh, just rely on, so many in the ministry, you know, my supporters and so many of these people, I mean, they would just die for you. They'd just do anything for you. And, uh, and uh, thank God for them. And, uh, and I mean that. I mean, my, my relationship with my supporters that I have now, I've stood a test of time that's been unbelievable. And I believe God has blessed us both through those relationships. You know, the, the people who support me, they just bless me so much. And I believe, hopefully, my ministry and seeing people saved and, and things of that nature has blessed them. And, uh, um, I certainly hope it has, cause I certainly love them. And, and, and so when we talk about friendship and, and, you know, listen, peeps, this is a hard thing. When we talk about friendship, it takes work. It, it's, it doesn't happen in a bubble. It doesn't happen. I mean, you know, call some people once in a while, be the person who initiates the call, go and see people stop by when they're a hundred miles out of your way, mm-hmm. swing through and just love on people. That's all. That's yeah. all it takes. And, and let God work on that relationship. He'll do things. He will. And uh, work on being a friend. Debbie and I were talking about that yesterday. We want to work on being a better friend to our friends. And hey, folks, hang with us. We'll be right back with you. Thanks. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. As we continue on looking at the life of Christ, we're in the book of John. We're in chapter 15, starting in verse 12 today. It said, this is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love have no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, 
if ye do whatsoever I command you. So there's a qualifier there. You're my friends. If you do what I command you, if you, if you get saved, if you trust me, if you step out and uh, look at verse number 15 there, and, and it says 15, henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you and that ye should go forth and bring fruit and your fruit should remain that whatsoever ye shall ask of the father in my name, he will give it to you. These things I command you that ye love one another. Boy, you want to talk about things filled with love there in verse 12, right away where we're commanded, right? Love is commanded. His disciples have a new commandment. And the new commandment is to love each other. You know, it, it reflects the theme of Christ, which is love, the theme of his love. And, and then in verse 13, that great verse, greater love have no man than this, just greater love, a great love, a love we can't understand, a, a love that's agape love, a love that's bigger than us, a love that underscores the selfishness of our God. You know, we, we alone have the true and living and loving God, and we alone have the one who died for our sins. We don't have to die for his. We we don't have to prove ourselves. And then he goes on and he uses that great word we were talking about today, friends and friendship. And, and, and we're talking about that, Lord. We get to have a friendship with Christ. His disciples, he said, you know, you're more than servants. You're my friends. Um, as long as you do whatever I command you. So if you trust this, you're my friends. And, 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 and then he, he uses those words like you're chosen, you're ordained. And, and uh, I believe we're a chosen people. Kevin, I believe we're uh, a chosen people that are ordained by God, even if we're not in the ministry, to do God's work, to love one another, to care for one another, to look out for one another, to pick up the phone, to, you know, grab a coffee together, to hang out with folks, and to, to work on those relationships that are God-centered, um, you know, that bring us closer to God. A true friendship will always bring you closer to God somewhere along the way. Well, you're bringing your buddy closer, or well, he or she is bringing you closer. A true friendship uh, brings you closer to God, Kevin. And there's so much there. I mean, chosen, friendship, ordained, greater love. There's just so much we're seeing. It's huge. Yeah. Key words uh, galore here. Yeah. I was just thinking, Doug, while you were talking that he said, you're my friends. If you do whatsoever I've commanded you, and he's talking about love one another as I have loved you. And so he said he loved them from the beginning there in chapter 13. He loved them to the end. He, he loves, you know, the, God so loved the world. In fact, the, the whole book starts off with the love of God and all the way through here. But it kind of gets into a special. We talked about this a little bit, I think, last week, uh, a little bit of this revealing love um, where obedience brings a, a special understanding of his love or a special sensing of his love. And this is the way he put it. He said, you're my friends. If you do whatsoever, command it, whatsoever I command you, henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth what the Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. So henceforth, meaning from here on out. So the, the, the disciples had um, through just being with him and earning the trust of the Savior. And if you don't think that God wants to earn, that you that we need to, to show ourselves trustworthy, that's what faithfulness is about. You know, God commits to us 
uh, blessings as well as special um, uh, closeness to him based on our faithfulness to him. Now, again, his love is unconditional. He loves us as a creator. And then in Christ, he loves us in Christ uh, for redemption's sake. But there's this aspect of the Christian life, Doug, where we have a, um, it's, it's put this way in Second Corinthians, I think it's there in chapter six, where it says, um, uh, touch not the unclean thing and, uh, I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord God Almighty. I, I might not be quoting that um, completely. It's not a memory verse of mine. It's not like the cutting edge of my life. I think <laughs> some people, that's the cutting edge of their ministry. But anyway, but it's an important thing. It's an act. It's 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 a, a facet of obedience. In other words, separation in that, in that case. It says... If we come out from among them and be a separate, touch not the unclean thing, unclean thing, I shall be a father unto you. You should be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. It's not talking about that's how you get saved and, and then you know born again where you enter into the family of God. Rather, it's talking about a sense. What, what does it mean? It has to be then all of these scriptures that in the scope of scriptures uh, tell us that in obedience – or, or, you know, coming apart unto him to be his peculiar people. Hey, guess what? The more we hang out with Jesus, the more we're going to feel like he's our dad. <laughs> he is our dad. But you know what? If you run away from home, you're not going to feel like a real child uh, of your parents because you're not talking to them. You're not spending time with them. Yeah. And it's it's that way in any relationship. And it's it's no different than our salvation. Just like we talked about last week, abiding in Jesus Christ means hanging out with him. That's why I love going to church. I want to hang out with his kids, but mostly I want to hang out with him because with him, I'm going to more and more feel his love wash over me. Sure, he loves me as a creator, as a redeemer, but I feel that love wash over me more and more. And it remains the more I learn, like the disciples had learned, that Jesus can trust me. You know, Bible says, make full proof of thy ministry. Then shall you have rejoicing in yourself alone and not in another. Uh, and I actually brought two scriptures uh, together there, but it's the same idea that when we obey, Doug, we feel like, you know what? God's really trusting me with some stuff here, and I want to do a good job. I want to be faithful. I know he's never going to stop loving me, but I don't want to lose this sense that God is really using me. And and praise the Lord, brother, that um, that there is this sense where we can be a real friend of God. Remember Abraham was called the friend of God because not just of his faith for salvation, but because of his faithfulness to sacrifice his son and do the things that are right. Yeah, that's so good. And and just remember now these disciples, to become a disciple, we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and we step out. And we get that, and we follow God's plan for salvation. But then he's coming along, and he's given us this core principle and a foundational principle of Christianity, something that should be found in every single one of us, something that should be right there, and it's a priority. It's love. 
So he's emphasizing that, you know, here's this core principle of Christian living. You should be different. There should be love coming out of you. There should be something great that comes out of you because you're saved, because I saved you. So I'm giving you this new commandment. So let something awesome come out of you. And uh, it should, it, it should come out. And it's a sacrificial love. It's a, you know, we're talking about Christ being sacrificial and we're never going to get to the depth of agape love. I get that. But just to, to mimic somehow, to, to show the kind of love when people really let us down, they, they, they've really done something terrible or something just to keep on loving them. And, and, and I'm blown away, you know, as I look at the points I wrote down, as Kevin were talking about, I, I'm just blown away that Christ says these disciples are his friends and, and that we're his friends in some way, that we're chosen, that we're fruitful, that we're ordained. Uh, and, and we've got this continual command. This isn't something we do when we feel good and it's church day. Now, this is something that we grab a hold of and say, you know what? We're going to follow Christ. We're going to love people. So folks, today, on this day, on this Mondays, and I get that Monday's hard, but listen, on this day, make it about love. On this day, make it about what Christ has done for you. Call some friends you haven't talked to in a long time. Go out of your way to make a difference. We sure do love you, folks. Look forward to having you come on back tomorrow as we continue to move forward. You don't want to miss it. We're going to be talking about separation tomorrow and working our way through the book of John. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.